Welcome to the Be The Goddess Show, and I'm your host, Be The Goddess. And today's episode three is on how currency works. Supply and demand. The supply and demand briefly states that when demand is high, prices will rise, and when supply is high, prices will be dropped. Two examples. A, a theater with 2,000 seats, which is a fixed supply. The price of the performances will depend on how many people want tickets. B, if a very popular play is being performed and 10,000 people want to see it, the theater can raise prices so that the richest 2,000 can afford to buy tickets. When the demand is much higher than the supply, prices can go through the roof. Did you know only 8% of the world's currency exists as physical cash? It didn't take long for people to realize they can just send information. The rest exists on a computer hard drive. After World War II, banks would record information about the day's transactions on a large magnetic reel, which were taken to the Federal Reserve Bank. Today, the 500, 1,000, 5,000, and 10,000 dollar bills printed during this period are very rare. Some are still in circulation. Later, the wire connections were established to be sent directly. Electronic Currency Purchases made through a website, funds drawn out of an account. By the early 1990s, all transfers were done electronically. Diners Club issued the first credit card in 1950. At first, credit cards were considered a special perk, available mostly to the rich businessmen. Soon as banks realized there were billions of money to be made by issuing credit cards to as many people as possible, they did. Today's largest credit card is Visa, which was founded in 1958. Today, there are over 200 million Visa cards. The obvious question is, without gold, what does guarantee the value of our money? Nothing at all. The only reason a dollar or a franco or euro has any value is because we have a stable system in which people are known to accept these pieces of paper in return for something valuable. The pieces of green paper have value because everybody thinks they have value. Most of the words associated to money come from ancient uses of currency. Buck. Early settlers in North America relied heavily on the skin of the dare for trade. Each skin was referred to as a buck. Pecuniary. This modern word means relating to money. It comes from the Latin word pecus, which means cattle. Fee. This word comes from the German word for cattle, which is V. Perception of value. The value of money is based on our perception of its worth. It's easier if we look at how the perception can alter the the specific amount of that value. Let's say that one American dollar is worth five French francos. One day, the U.S. government announces that part of its economic policy will be to allow the value of the U.S. dollar to decrease slowly to about three francos. The government might do this to encourage foreign investors, among other reasons. The next day, the value of the dollar would likely drop. Sharply, why? The government announced led people to believe that their dollars will be worth less. Therefore, they were worthless. You can see the same effect in today's stock market. Inflation. You may have heard your parents or people say how different things were when they were our age. Back in the day, it only costed five cents to see a movie, and gas was only 30 cents per liter. A new car costed $5,000. Now gas is over a dollar per liter, and a movie costs 8 to $14. And for a car today, it ranges from 15000 and up.
This is inflation. Inflation is when a certain form of currency starts to have less value over time. It's caused mainly by two things. One, people's perceptional value, and two, the economic principle of supply and demand. We have already examined some of the ways that people's perception of a currency's value. The effect causes inflation by directly affecting the value of the money. When currency was still on gold standard, inflation often happened when people started to worry that the government or bank wouldn't be able to redeem their cash for gold. If you had a dollar that was worth an ounce of gold, but people thought the government only had half of the gold required to redeem it, then dollars would start being traded at a value of half an ounce of gold. Supply problems have had far more dramatic inflationary effects throughout history. Governments have tried to solve financial problems by simply printing more money. This can drive the value of a drastically downward especially in modern markets where money is not backed by gold. Twice as many dollars in an economy makes those dollars worth half as much. After World War I, Germany was forced to pay war reparations of about $33 billion. It was virtually impossible for the nation to produce that much actual output. So the government's only choice was to print more and more money, none of which was backed by gold. This resulted in some of the worst inflammation ever recorded by late 1923 it took 42 billion german marks to buy one u.s cent it took 726 billion marks to buy something that had cost just one mark in 1919 and that's just a short glimpse of the currency and now for today's good deeds french montana who is from morocco has funded preschool classrooms in morocco french has donated enough money to the program to fund two brand new classrooms with also supplies. Well done, French.